0: so what's up guys it is monday it is time for our monday show we had a a carpet race this past weekend we got the european usa connect on we got old school with my boy tony newland aka clinic rc we got the new generation with arrogant homeless max and we're gonna talk we're gonna we're gonna talk about a a european carpet race today and a few uh few rc a little bit of rc news there isn't much going on so um you know what it's time to play that intro nature is the glory but everybody pays the bills Welcome to the No Name RC Podcast. Get ready for some serious bench racing, but be warned, we speak our minds, express our thoughts, and sometimes things can get a little rowdy. Hate, <laughs> and he just was influenced by the hate coming from the left, the hate coming from the right. And let's get back to more club racing and less of this money-grabbing book racing. See, it's say- arrogant when you're always right. Yeah. See what I mean? That's exactly why people call you <laughs> arrogant, Max. You may not agree with everything we say, but it's definitely worth a listen. And our pick, can you stop whatever you're doing? Join your host, Leslie the Great, with co-hosts and guests as they get (laughs) together to chat our series. Hey, after that race that I watched this morning, I have to talk about it. Here we go. 100 bucks right here, $100 throw. Oh no! I like this one. Yes, indeed. Nitra is the glory, but carpet racing is paying the bills today. This is episode number 166 of the no name RC podcast. I'm your host, Keno White, AKA left the great joining me are my co-hosts from clinic RC, Tony Newland. What's up, Tony? How you doing? What's up? Good, real good. And of course, you know, my other co-host down below there, the, the arrogant one, Maximus Mortimus. What's up, Max? How you doing? I'm doing great.
1: I, again, caught some mats today. I don't God. even want to know about it i almost didn't even want to know my shit.
0: <laughs> so the math almost made you go crazy
1: yeah dude, uh, and i was would, bothering you You would not even know what's going on like i don't want to like, see that just thinking about level. it hurts my brain yeah it hurts my brain too and i kind of yeah. like math
0: <laughs> you kind of like math and it's hurting your brain all right well <laughs> that's just i don't even want to see that stuff all right well i appreciate yeah. you guys coming on we got a, a quick show today to talk about the EOS race, the final round of the 2020 EOS race that happened. I know it's 2022, but this is the final round of the 2020 our, uh, series. Uh, but before that, I wanted to say say some thank yous and some shout outs. I'd like to shout out and say thank you to all of the NNRC squad around the world. We can't do it without you guys. Greatly appreciate the support. Please uh, share, like, leave a comment, hit that sub notification button. The YouTube is starting to go. Uh, uh starting to organically grow which is good and um also leave reviews please also relieve if you are watching this uh, uh sorry if you're listening to this on a podcast app uh leave a review it helps us out it gets us out into the algorithm out into the stratosphere also shout out to the patrons of the nnrc another group of people we can't do this without uh you guys support help us keep the bills paid and help keep these lights on so thank you if you wish to be a patron the link for that is in the written description of this podcast what would we be without sponsors thank you to the awesome companies that support the podcast remember showing the sponsors and love shows the podcast and love thank you to invisible speed high-tech rc tnr fuels beach rc techno rc lugs racing tires jqsm g-spec rc tuning papa Willis traction tonic racecraft usa clinic rc JTPRC RCGPT uh, look t- t- I've got too many I've got too many letters here I'm messing it up RCGP and House of RC uh, check out my blog it came out today uh, entries the fake news of RC it's on House of RC check that out and shout out to our our friends of the uh, of the podcast they are David Runafalk, uh, the Viking the Doctor and Teeps and the Spaniard so thank you to those guys and oh. NNRC Espanol is coming next month. Well, February. Yeah, February. We're going to do that. So thank you to the sponsors. If you wish to support them, there are links. There's coupon codes for you to save some money. There's some affiliate links. We got a little slice of that. We thank you. Uh, whatever you can do, showing them support helps us out a lot. So we got Tony on her. Uh, if you guys don't know Tony, he's, he's becoming a regular co-host. Uh, he earns Clinic RC. He just came up with probably one of the best Inventions I've seen or innovations in RC I've seen in a long time. It's so simple. His oilless air filters. I saw you was getting, you know, you had a lot of little debate with people last week about that Tony. Um, let's talk about that real quick uh, because I think this is a great product and um, how's it going? It seems to be growing a lot. It's, it's getting popular.
2: Yeah. Yeah. It's going really good. Um, uh, I think what's happening is, you know, guys across the country, even the world <clears throat> will try them. And then once they use it, they realize how much easier it is to maintain and uh, how it keeps dirt out of your engine. So <clears throat> when we see like somebody ordering some from one pocket of the nation or whatever, you know, mm-hmm. shortly after that, it's more from that area and more. So yeah, it's, it's taken off pretty big. We've got a couple of new distributors to announce this week uh, mm-hmm. worldwide so uh sometimes it can get pretty crazy to handle you know dozens of dealers or with retail customers from each country so if we can get one distributor set up in those countries and have the stuff in stock then it takes a huge load off of us so but uh yeah we'll have some announcements this week from some some international distributors so that's, that's good, man. Really cool. That's good. Yeah.
0: It's I know there's still a lot of doubters out there, but uh, you know we're, we're kind of debunking that. I don't care. I yeah, don't care. it's it. The proof I mean, is in the pudding. Just people just got to use yeah.
2: it. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, people are gonna doubt everything, so that's fine. We just keep doing what we're doing.
1: Yeah. One thing I keep hearing about the filter is that it's it's paper. But I, I when I spoke to you, that's not the case. So what what like what would be the answer to that question? Because that's the most common question I hear when people ask yeah. ask me about it.
2: That was actually one of the first comments when we released it online was, oh, this is a gas truck paper filter, nothing new to see here, you know, and I just laugh, like, I'm not going to spend the time and the effort and the money to develop something new that's not new, and then try to sell it as new, you know, but the the actual membrane inside the filter, the element, the the pleated part is a synthetic membrane. So <clears throat> it's it's very tolerant to dust and grease and oils and things like that and it's very washable and it doesn't deteriorate so paper if you were to get it wet and then dry and wet and dry it deteriorates you know I think it I think the paper filter would eventually probably tear or break off and that was my fear of using a paper filter in our environment and the fuel and stuff isn't really good for it either so the synthetic membrane that's inside is very durable super durable and it filters even better than paper so that's bonus bonus bonus
0: awesome awesome yeah good stuff man i'm happy for you small little innovations in the industry something so simple and so we're all stuck on that we gotta oil it we gotta oil it you know what i mean we gotta oil it that's just something we gotta get out of and hey if it works on on desert trucks in the Baja yep. 1000, then how could it not work on our cars? Exactly. You know what I, I mean? mean?
2: Yeah. Those guys go 500, <clears throat> miles without changing the air filter. Like RC is like a percentage, a very small percentage of that type of abuse. So yeah, it's, it's proven in those, those areas it's, it's really awesome. Yeah. Everybody, I, I just, I talked to Cole actually this morning on the phone. Mm-hmm. and he's got almost five gallons on it he's like when do i need to wash this I'm Like,
0: <laughs> that's good I, that's really good i don't know he's
2: like i can see through it right now i'm looking at it and i totally see right through all the the you know daylight through the element like it's still not clogged
0: i'm like just keep going dude <laughs> you know what max i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna send one back with joseph so you can get one i'll buy one from Tony and send it to you so you can yeah, try it out that's good. Yeah, that's what we That maybe we don't have to pay for shipping and all that stuff. You we'll get it out to you. And when the snow melts and you guys actually can have dust again in Finland, <laughs> you can try it out. We actually Finland, have like
1: we have a few checks that are so dusty that the like the dust particles are so small that it goes uh, like the clutch spiral bearings and the end of the uh, yeah. the crankshaft and it actually wears out. So you have to keep cleaning the crankshaft and like very often uh if you don't do that the crankshaft then wears out and even the diamond coated ones wear out pretty fast on that track
0: sweet yeah. all right well if you guys want to know more or what wish to purchase a a clinic oilless air filter system check out clinicrc.com and they ship worldwide so there yeah. you go all right Tony. so we're going to continue with you because uh we talked about the the raw Nats warm up last week but you know you was on your way back home and recovering from your, your trip so you was there your first uh well you went up to the pacific Northwest, but your first semi big race with well not it wasn't that many people there but you know what i mean and um, that's warm up first time at adobe mountain raceway tell us how it was
2: it was good it was good um the tracks looks great like all the driver's stand and everything you can tell that tim's been working his tail off you know getting everything built and painted and nice and and uh the track itself's good. It's a little bit rocky, but I think that's pretty normal. We're used to that down in, in that area, you know, um, grip was pretty good. Uh, you know, I think we had about a hundred entries, so the track didn't have a huge beating on it, like (laughs) DNC or anything like that. But, uh, yeah, traction came in good. The track actually grooved up a little bit. So, um, yeah, I wanted to go down and check it out. We wanted to get some sunshine and some decent weather for sure because we're frozen up here but um no it was good it was uh i think it was a good test of the track and it gave tim a lot of info as far Mm -hmm. as you know how to build the track and what the dirt likes and that sort of thing so um it'll be good it'll be good nats i think
0: yeah max and i uh we really like the whoops like that was the best set of whoops that we've seen we we both we we think maybe it could be a little bit longer track Mm. get if we could get it up into like below 30 seconds like 32 33 seconds it would be good but uh i want tim to have a successful event the rocks the rocks were kind of causing an issue though like getting the fly wheels reminds me of the 2004 worlds in sweden and uh when Mm -hmm. they were having that issue so guys had to modify and make lexan covers and all this type of stuff uh but i think he'll get it figured out it's, it's just something that has to come out i think naturally like you know what i mean the more you run on it the more you or well, he has to sift it so but i'm sure he'll be ready for for march he has a lot of still has a lot of work to do so i'm all i'm i want it to be a successful event for tim how about location wise is it close uh is it in phoenix or how does that work
2: yeah it's in the north end of phoenix so okay. rooms in that are five minutes away there's oh there's a ton of stuff. So the whole complex that's right there, they have like go-kart racing, they have dirt, go-kart racing. They have a, like a six flags, huge water park. Really? It's it's right in town. Yeah. It's not, you know, it's not out in the boonies. So there's plenty of rooms, plenty of places to go eat and hang out.
0: Sweet. Sweet. I think that's, uh, that's great because it's great to have, you know, I, I really enjoyed the nationals in Pennsylvania. Awesome. Awesome. Uh, facility. But it was really out in the middle of nowhere. Like, yeah. it was like eight o'clock. If you had to get, if you didn't get something to eat, you had to drive 20, 30 minutes to go get something to eat and just internet service wasn't too great. So, but yeah. beautiful facility, beautiful facility. I look forward to the Nets. It's gonna be good. It's gonna be good. All right, Max, anything you wanted to ask Tony before we move on?
1: Uh, I kind of want to ask about the whoops because they on video, they look great, but where they like to drive on them, did you have to like keep uh, like throttle on if you like lifted? with the car dive into it? Did it actually work as well as it looked on the video?
2: So actually, the, the whoops were cool. There was two different ways to enter the whoops, and most of the weekend I was rolling the first one and then doubling, and then you would pretty much just hold like half throttle and cruise right through. And then in my forty plus. Um, after I needed some mechanical help, uh, Jackson was on the radio. So we were trying different lines through the whoops. So he would say like, okay, go in the middle and double in or go to the outside and double in, or we were trying like all sorts of different lines for my next man. And yeah, I mean, you could, I started doubling in the middle, double in and then roll and, and pretty much you could give it whatever speed you wanted they were, they were, they were rollers more than whoops, I would say. Like, yeah, your car didn't get too upset. But the tricky part was, is when you got to the end of the whoops, you had to clamp the brakes to scrub that roller, and then go down it. Otherwise, you'd sail right away. So it was like double half throttle brakes roller.
1: Yeah, I think I think that section like those kind of whoops would work a bit better if you could throttle out of them, and then you would have a double or something like that. So you could sort of yeah. have that gap where you can throttle out because now you had to hit the brakes immediately. And I saw a few guys sort of go on the brakes a bit too early and just front face the oh, yeah. the yeah. The, uh, the scrubbing uh, scrub of the jump. Uh, but yeah, I, I've never seen whoops done this like this. It they were very the angle was very lenient, so you could very easily just go over them. Because normally when people do whoops, it's like like straight wall up, kind of like motocross whoops are. But you really can't do it out in RC because you can't balance as well. Yeah, we're not riding
2: these things, so we can't <laughs> go forward and backward. Yeah. We just write it out. But yeah, yeah you yeah. could make them. I would say you could probably make them five or six feet longer, and then like you said, put a double there that you have you have to come out of the whoops clean to make it. Yeah. you know that could be a, a good separator on the track. Yeah,
0: yeah. Well, it looks good. It looks like we're going to have like an old school style Nats track. Looks like it's going to get a little bit rough. Um, It will have a groove. So that's good. I mean, uh, in Pennsylvania, it it didn't get too rough. You know, they did a good job of keeping that track together. But um, it had its one or two spots. But it'd be interesting. I'll be watching. I can't wait. Maybe I'll be there. We'll see what happens. We'll see. We'll see. All right. Um, I think that's enough about that. Let's go on to some... RC news
2: Nitro is the glory but e-buggy pays the bills
0: And this week's RC news is brought to you by High-Tech RCD, a leader in RC systems de- delivering the highest performance and reliability supported by a dedicated customer service personnel The HSBC 938TH servers, this one's right there, have efficient brushless motors, titanium gears, low consumption, constant output, and a metal case. They also regenerate power back into your battery. Don't ask me to to explain the science on that. I just know it does it. The RDX2 Pro charger, which I also have, can charge up to two battery packs, two four cell battery packs in just 45 minutes and provide power for your engine, phone charging, and uh, tire warming needs. Trust in High Tech your servo and charger headquarters visit hightechrcd.com where to buy to find your nearest dealer. Thank you High Tech for your support. Greatly appreciate it. And um yeah, let's go on to some RC news. So, uh I wanted to talk about this last week, but I said I'll save it for this week. We did touch on it on Friday. But uh yeah, let's talk about this. It's the um the one army adaptive chassis. So, I really like this idea. We have, so Tony, you made it clear that this is actually a new chassis, right? A whole chassis, not just yeah. a piece that you can add on. Uh, I talked to the Bartlett's real quick. They, they said that, you know, they've been working. I mean, if you just look at their, their shop and they look like they have a nice shop up there and everything. So here's the whole chassis. I guess that's one of their cars. Here's the, the bits and pieces that make it up. There's the chassis being milled. There's, I guess that's the Bartlett's right there. So um, what do you know about this, Tony? Uh, can you tell us a little bit about this.
2: Um, I actually don't know much about it. I haven't talked to Brendan about mm-hmm. it, um, but uh, it looks cool. I like the idea. I like the the choice that you get, because um, it seems like everybody's latest, greatest car is a different length, you know, and and kind of go back and forth from Shorter's better, and then longer's better, and then shorter's better, and and this and that, and this, this kind of gives you quite a few options. Not to mention like all the options of arm placement that we have on the HP, but it looks it looks interesting. Uh, I'll be interested to see how it kind of holds up if that rear piece goes away quick, or if that's something that's replaceable easily and you know economically. But oh, this
0: this little plate right here.
2: Yeah, I like the very rear, the mm-hmm. the little uh chevron looking plate there, I guess you could say. But uh it looks interesting. Yeah. You're an HP
0: you're, an HP you're an HB driver, Tony. What uh so what are the different lengths of chassis do they have? I assume they have all these different lengths or what or, or, yeah. how does it work? As far as I
2: know, I think there's three different chassis you can use between a 819, an eight nineteen, an eight seventeen, and an eight nineteen RS. Um I don't even know for sure i just use the stock chassis but i think there's a few different lengths two mil difference here and there
0: sweet so max what's your Mm. thoughts on this do you like this small innovative things not a whole car but an adjustable chassis
1: i i do like it uh i'm a bit sort of hesitant to say if it if it'll be durable enough or not uh because the the fear i have is when the rear end wears out of it then then that's gonna be much harder sort of to to keep to keep working properly uh and keep durable enough that's sort of my main fear about this uh but apart from that i think i think this is a good idea because oftentimes people when they tune uh the hop position they forget that that's actually changed the drive shaft angle which affects the car a lot on its own so not only are you tuning the wheelbase you're also tuning the drive shaft angle uh and the weight on the shocks and everything like that but here what you you're only pretty much tuning the wheelbase obviously the weight bias shifts around a bit but apart from that uh change the wheelbase is the main main change here I think that is that is for sure something that that's much better with this chassis than any other, because generally, if you want to try different wheelbases like this, you'd have to change the whole thing. So I like the idea of it. Uh, Generally, I don't find myself in a situation where I want to tune the chassis length. I think you test it out, and then you find something you like. Uh, But for some people who run on a lot of different type of tracks, different surfaces, This could be something where you go to a club race and then the next week you go to another race and then you just quickly switch it. So that's something I think this chassis is very, very good for. Uh, Yeah, the durability is the only thing I'm not like super confident on because that part, the rear diff mounting is a very high stress point in the Mm -hmm. car. So that's the only thing I'm really worried about. But I'd I'd imagine they have tested it a lot. So most likely it will hold up uh quite fine
0: yeah i think so i I, i'll i'll see oh they'll be at uh dnc so i've already arranged to come by and have a chat with them while i'm there so i like seeing stuff like this though uh i think i wonder how easy it would be to change the length of the chassis like what would you i wonder how fast it would would be able to do it Hmm, that'd be interesting
2: Well, i I think yeah i think you just pull the four bolts in the bulkhead Mm -hmm. um change those inserts but you'd have to change the piece for the C block, too, because yeah, so pretty much you know, what you
1: do you, you pull yep. the four out, then you pull the chassis amount out, and then you just screw them back in with different inserts. This one, just you can just switch that one, I, I guess. Yeah, so,
0: interesting. Yeah, so, do you think you'll we'll see more comp- like five? Sorry, minutes, go ahead, Max.
1: To be honest, yeah, probably like a five minutes to switch that around. So, mm-hmm. definitely so something if- you could do at a race. It-
0: Is this something you think manufacturers will incorporate in their in their program or is it that they will just make whole chassis
1: i'd imagine whole chassis because i i definitely make one like this for testing Mm -hmm. for prototyping because it it makes so much easier for prototyping uh and i think for aftermarket parts this is great but for for a manufacturer to do this i think it's uh it, it is a bit of a risk Uh, Mm -hmm. in terms of the customer assembling it wrong, (laughs) then it is a bit of a risk in terms of uh, if it's durable enough, because like these, all these instances are uh, aluminium. So if the hardening is not right, if it's lower grade for some reason or whatever there is, uh, yeah, that those could be become issues and the wear and all that. So. I think it's safer to go with one length chassis and most customers are going to be fine with it. Uh, so, yeah, I doubt many sort of uh, many manufacturers are going to do this, but I would be, I would be surprised if no aftermarket sort of brand would not continue doing something like this. How about do you, know- Tony? You think
2: we're going to see this? i don't know it, i think it comes down to cost because the chassis is pretty expensive to make when you make it out of the good 70 series aluminum what mm-hmm. what does this one cost do you know
0: i was just, I,
1: I do not have a cost on it so i looked uh, some uh, but i can't remember now
0: yeah i it's not on their facebook they don't have a, a website so it probably isn't for sale yet so
2: yeah i'd be interested to see what the cost is because a a chunk of three mil four mil seven series aluminums pretty expensive so Mm. I I think it might be interesting but like Max says for like testing and stuff but I think for a production piece it might be a little too much for that
1: sweet yeah yeah generally all of the sort of multi-assemble pieces so like hubs with those um hubs with those like carbon pieces uh uh can't think of too much now but a lot of these pieces where you can put on extra stuff to modify it i think those are really really good for testing but generally when you have a finished product you don't need much tuning uh ability you need a certain range you want to have uh you, you just look at kyosho or some cars like that they have like two holes in, in the rear hub or, and they like they there isn't much you can tune with it so that's because the less you can tune with it the more the less chances the customer has to fuck it up keep it simple stupid is that (laughs) yeah is that what we're using because generally cars work cars work the way they work so that's something i think manufacturers want to go towards and should go towards
0: well i like it i like it it's it's like this i like seeing innovation in in small like everybody wants a whole new car but Mm -hmm. i think this is good for people who like to tinker who like to do things yeah maybe yeah so I like I like to see this, and they they also have some badass clutch shoes. I mean, they have. They look like yeah, they have a badass machine shop up there in the Pacific Northwest. So, yeah, looking forward to see what they come out with. All right, second on the news, second on the news this weekend was burning up the uh, internet last week was the price of the MBX seven um oh, MBX seven MBX eight R. 849 dollars and 99 cents on a main hobbies and most other places you know a little bit cheaper here and there uh oh man people were kicking all hell last week i, I get it you know this is scary um kits are 850 dollars it's uh it's a bit it's a bit way out of the price range that we're used to i think uh the, how much is the HB like six something still tony uh five six fifty nine
2: i think
0: yeah so this is like 200 dollars more than probably one of the best cars out there at the moment right now you know what i mean uh probably one of the more popular cars in america is this just is this well i know this is inflation but is this also uh a combination of not i mean who really pays retail nowadays anyway that racist not many people so is this also a combination of maybe just the industry eating itself a little bit with too many sponsor deals and giving out everybody deals? You go, Tony. You you are in this market in America. You can can give us a little better example of what you think.
2: I think this is the first peek into the inflated shipping container prices. Um, You know, I think a handful of years ago five six thousand for a container was pretty normal now it's 20 you know so I think one container oh yeah oh yeah so this is I think the beginning of seeing those rising costs and the result of it you know so it'll be interesting to see where it goes from here um I mean honestly it can't get much more expensive because just that's not gonna grow anything that's gonna shrink No, it's not it's not
0: it's and uh, i don't
2: and it doesn't matter if it's like if everybody's on a 50 deal or whatever these things have usually set prices for those 50 guys like it's not a 50 deal on the car it'll be a set price so maybe their set price is like six and a quarter now or something versus 500 a year ago or whatever it is you know but yeah unfortunately i think this is the the start of additional costs of bringing thin things in from overseas you know
0: what next do you think is going to go i think i think we're this is um, unfortunately we're going to going to become the norm for a lot of people what what next do you expect to hike up in uh in the rc costs
2: anything anything and everything oh, because yeah. <clears throat> you know anything that comes in a box that size mm. is going to go up because it's cubic foot so you're you right, paying right. for that you know and all the giant rtr monster trucks and and those types of things the the krakens or whatever like those are it's inevitable they have to go up because they all come from over there you know like maxima these guys maxima they had uh like three containers full of tents 10 by 20 tents they've sat in asia for two years almost waiting to try to get a better container price because I mean, a tent. You you can't sell a tent for twice the price, you know, and it, uh, it'll never sell. And they just barely got those tents in, just like a week ago. Wow! It's taken two years to find a reasonable shipping cost to get them over here, you know. So
0: that's crazy. Twenty thousand dollars for container. That's yeah. a madness. That's yeah. a forty-footer, right?
2: Yeah. <clears throat> wow, and that's a lot of product there, to sell just to get months- it at twenty. And the other part of the problem is is once it gets here, uh, you have to go get it and pick it up. And it getting it be, uploaded yeah. is a whole another fiasco, you know. So yeah, it's it's kind of a messy situation.
0: How about over there in Europe, Max? What do you think's gonna happen? I think it's this like seven fifty
1: much... euros. Uh I don't I haven't checked. I, I think this is much less affecting Europe because generally uh I don't know if it. I I doubt that it goes to land, but I think the issue with shipping is a lot bigger at the America's end than it is in Europe's end or Asia's end, to be honest. What I'm the most fearful of is uh, electric components because like Speedos and stuff like that, those prices like we might have a situation where we just don't have enough Speedos. Uh, And uh, yeah, that's that's something. Like how how are you gonna deal with that? So that's the thing I'm most fearful of because there are a lot of companies who, like for example, graphics cards for computers, like those go for over a thousand when they used to go for five hundred. Uh, because super it's just like you model. can't find you can't find them anywhere, and the components don't exist. So that's what I'm most fearful of of like the prices skyrocketing. Uh, I think the core prices have been consistently rising for quite a bit now because i remember when i started in like uh like in 2010 around you could get a kit for like 600 euros or 500 something euros now it's like almost 700 for any kit you want like sure used to be the most expensive car out there it had all the crazy good bits that lasted pretty much forever and that was like not even 800 euros and then they made the cheap one and it was like 600 something so like now, if you think about the prices, it's 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 climbed up and it's like worse quality uh, with your shows specifically. But other brands like they've climbed up with that price as well. So uh, yeah, I don't. Yeah, it's, it's hard to like say if it's for sure it's the cost of, of the shipping. That's like the, the reason why this is like a, a one significant jump. Like, for example, uh, the Arma, Arma cars here in Finland uh this hobby shop I know used to sell them for 300 euros these rtr kits now they go for 350. so that's a significant increase just because of shipping and uh and that's like that's like on armas and that's not like shipping to finland that's the shipping from uh, the factory to arma to finland you know or horizon Mm -hmm. in in america and to finland
0: well to touch on on the other thing is that i know that mugen has a set price like i think everybody on a certain d like I think everybody has a certain price on kits. It may vary as you go up, as you get higher up. But I know at one point because because of shipping and all that stuff, people were just buying these from like A-Main or BTRC because they would get like a 15% discount free shipping and it was cheaper than buying them with their discount from Eugen. I think that eliminates this now, kind of. Um, so, I mean, it's just kind of is what it is that people's, I, I see lots of shops have them. So people will buy them. I mean, we'll see how it goes. I, I think it's just kind of inevitable. Like this is unfortunately the way it's gonna go. You know, inflation, shipping costs, uh, very very little retail sales. I would say add to that too. You know, in uh in our in our market. So, gonna be interesting to see. I, oh man, people people are upset about that. Man, people ups- I get it. I get. I understand why. I totally do. Totally do. All right. One, uh, thing though,
1: th- oh, go ahead. W- one thing though I kind of want because these price conversations to me seem always a bit sort of silly because I remember the time when Kyosho used to be at 800 and people said like that car is so expensive. But when you bought the car, you got everything. You didn't have to buy anything for it. It was <laughs> the best car you could get. And that was it when people buy, like, like <laughs> when I used to run Associated, I got a new kit and then I like, I just put in like option parts worth of easily like a uh, retail price over $200 mm-hmm. and like, like, okay, like, yeah, I'm, I'm using all of the option parts, but like at least $100, $150 were something I had to use to make the car feel like I wanted it to not just weight savings or anything, but like, like arm mounts, stiffer plastics, gears uh like uh drive ratios all of that stuff like i had to use and that's a lot of that's a lot of money to put into a car like after you bought buy it so like that's that's something I really would like to like to be sort of made made sense first like is does this car have everything as new and do you have to buy stuff uh, to it when you actually buy it because that's what happened to Kyosha as I explained just before that they had that really expensive car and then people were complaining. So what they did plastic c hubs low quality uh low quality gears low quality shocks uh coatings were really bad they got that price down uh to similar level as other cars the quality was similar to the other cars but then everyone went went away bought the uh stiff chassis they bought the better coated shocks they bought better uh gears I think uh and the aluminum front hubs, rear hubs as well I believe and they end up buying like uh, $200, $300 worth of stuff. Mm-hmm. And now they're back at the 1000 or 900 So it's more than what they paid for before. So that's something I want to sort of make clear as well to people. Like, if this kit is this expensive, please think of how much spares you need to buy for it. Uh, because there are a lot, of, a lot of brands who sell a car that you need to buy a lot of spares for uh, so you can make it work the way you want. And I think that's really important uh with cars and uh, like i just want to make clear with associated a lot of this stuff was because the stock setup most likely works all right in america but for me driving in finland and generally european style tracks a lot of stuff i needed uh to put on the car so it would work uh in our sort of uh, circumstances uh so it's not like associated is the devil here but that was just an example i gave uh and because most brands have this. I remember Mugen used to do this before. They had a lot of stuff you had to buy to the car. And that's why one of my friends actually chose Associated back hmm. <clears> then.
0: <throat> well, I think it comes with like stock form. Obviously, I don't think it comes with like aluminum hubs and all that there. I think you have to buy those separately, but you don't really need all that stuff either. Um, oh, and yeah. it's funny you say about the Associated because I, I literally had somebody message me and say the same thing that you just said about their associated so uh he was like well i got it for this price but i had to put 300 dollars you know must have option parts it's like i don't mm-hmm. know man this is the op- but we, the parts is where they make more money anyway so <clears throat> it's a. Uh, can it i do something it is
1: can i do some sort of uh talking for my current chassis sponsor called mayako who sells their kits to the performance community, so that you can choose what you have on the car. So you can choose the drive gear ratio, you can choose the springs, you can choose the roll bars. So basically, when you buy the kit, you don't need to buy anything for it. You immediately have the right parts you want for it. So that's I think that is a way for for RC in the future to be cheaper, uh, and you get the right stuff. But it's still good quality, so you, basically you don't have that waste of the wrong parts getting to you. So that's one one good thing about uh, the performance community uh, with Mayako. This sort of issue here is avoided.
0: Yeah, but I think Mugen's on a hot, uh, on, just on a higher output. You know, more of mass output. I believe Mugen's probably at, right now, obviously selling more units. They're probably selling a bunch of oh, units. Yeah. It'd be hard and to personalize Mayako, this.
1: Yeah, Mayako will sell just kits with like regular stuff right. but for the people who are actually who want to have those option parts uh instead of being a mugen driver and buying 300 dollars worth of stuff you could sort of uh have the cart uh, with you immediately with the same amount of money
0: you know i have to give it that was a, a great shameless plug to max yeah i just have to give you that that was a good <laughs> one <clears throat> all right um Alright, I just wanted to touch on real quick something that I watched this weekend and I just wanted to give him some credit. Uh I was I've been familiar with this, the Florida RC Championships. Uh we had Lance McDonald on. It's his it's his it's his series in Florida. Uh he was on a year sometime, great interview with him. And I was watching it, man. These guys have gone all out for their racers. They have uh it has great coverage, you know, for people at home, even though there's no top guys running or anything is in Florida, you know, but they have coverage. Um they have like all these different awards they treat all the drivers like they have you know drivers announcements all this type of stuff man I just think it's really good what they're doing as a series like they make everybody feel like a champion um my buddy was saying that they had like VIP pits set up for everybody with like it was cold so they had barrels burning and all that Um, and just really good and how they do it and the reason I bring this up is because I would really like to see Lance take his crew, which is Danny and uh, WCRE, I think, or WRCE is a young guy out of um, Miami who does some great coverage as well. I really like, for me, I'm just looking at this and saying, wow, why can't we have this at PNB and these race time events? And I know Danny doesn't cost as much as Live RC, but really just good, like the attention to details and giving back to the racers of the event and making them feel special. So I just wanted to say shout out to Lance McDonald's, and all they got people to behind the Florida RC championships, because I think it's great. And um, maybe some other people can look at this and, and implement it into their race, uh, their race program. All right. So we are going to recap on the European Off-Road Series. And that is brought to you by, funny enough, uh, the nitro fuel company that is TNR Fuels here at NNRC about that glory and that glory is nitro even though today it's about carpet uh tnr fuels is the hottest nitro fuel on the market earned and operated by chris nelson and his family made by racers for racers tnr fuels is currently available throughout the usa and internationally for more information uh contact chris at chris at tnr fuels find them on house of rc or facebook or go to www.tnrfuels. i was talking to chris this morning wants to come on the podcast he wants to talk about his a main challenge and they have some future plans i hear he has some big plans so i think he wants to talk about that we'll have them on maybe this week have him on maybe this week but uh yeah so we had um thank you sorry thank you to tnr fuels for their support and uh the christmas winners you guys will be getting your fuel here shortly as well as everybody who won everything's in so now it's on the companies to send the stuff to you guys uh so we had uh the eos race this weekend. So those who don't know, this is uh the European off series. It's a carpet race. It's a really great series. They also have a, a electric touring car series and a electric, I'm uh, sorry, a nitro touring car series as well. So I we we cannot figure out how long this series has been around, but it's really gotten popular in the last five years. Scotty Ernst used to do the announcing. Obviously he didn't go over there uh for this last race but this was actually the last race of the series from 2020 COVID had stopped it for two years so they had the last race to this weekend in dom germany and i just wanted a quick fact i looked up some information about dom dom germany so it's like a volcanic town it's it's known for like hot spring like i said has like volcanic springs and all that type of stuff it reminds me of this town called Banos that i visited in ecuador so it has like volcanoes and i don't know if it has volcanoes around it but it's you know volcanoes in that area well, Banyos actually had a volcano right there where we could see it you know so this is it it reminded me of this uh particular town in baños just german style <clears throat> and uh yeah i was like what i've never heard of this town in my life and it's just located in the mountains there in germany not high up maybe 1300 feet above sea level and they had this EOS race. They had the ETS racer a couple of weeks ago in 2021, and then the EOS race no, here.
1: They will it have ETS it here next weekend. The ETS is here next week. No, but they, they had a, 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 the previous one was uh, somewhere else in Germany. I can't remember the location. Oh, was it? Okay, it looked
0: similar, but I guess it wasn't. Uh, no, all right, so they'll have it here next weekend. The ETS. So is the ETS the final race of the 2020 season as well?
1: Or the start? No, of the they have a, because season? the ETS the ETS went on uh, during COVID as well. Okay, okay, so I didn't know that. Uh, Tony, you
0: have been a 10-scale guy for the last 10 years. So you you know a lot you've been focusing on your know, carpet and all that type of stuff. Uh, you're dealing with Schumacher, you you know Arlowski pretty good. Max Peko was there, You know was there. So two Finnish guys. Don't there. forget
1: Yamiel, first who? USA main. Yamiel. I have Calderon. no idea who that is. So made the main work. in four-wheel drive. Finished ninth. Yeah, He's, I don't know Is he f- I believe fifteen. Oh. Okay. Know. What does he drive? 16. Schumacher. He used to drive oh, a Okay.
0: All right. So, we had this race this weekend. It looks like it's in a gym or something of a a hall of some sort in a building. Uh and yeah. I just wanted to go over a few things. So, Tony, what do you know about the EOS history? Uh you've kind of been following this Max, you have been following this as well. It's had some great races, you know, with some top names going. There. I think Mayfield's been to a couple of races as well over the years so this is a big series in europe
2: yeah it's it's pretty much like the main series every year um both the on-road and off-road sides of it um uh red covered it for a long time quite a few years really well and Mm -hmm. uh you know you would anticipate the video coming out from the race and and that and it was it was really cool to watch the, the tracks are always really nice you know they they race at the Hootie arena and and uh what's a nuremberg ring and and all these really cool places and the tracks always look great <clears throat> um yeah it's it's for a while i think it was probably the biggest racing series in the world uh oh you know yeah. that would happen you know every month or every three or four weeks uh that you could follow so I don't know exactly when it started officially but I think it's been really strong for about five years before COVID and COVID kind of
1: yeah yeah it, COVID it, really it, the, it up. the pilot season I think was 2011 12 somewhere around there so was yes. like 12 10 years then pretty much yeah
2: <clears throat> yeah you
1: haven't done one of these races Max yeah I've been I I did this series for like two years in a row almost that yeah. series how'd you make up um, did you make any? i means? made the b main b main a few times uh at that time i was running schumacher uh one race actually i went to with the Yokomo. that was way way back first uh, abroad a race abroad with 10 scale but yeah then Marker for one year and then another season with pr racing uh oh, that that went back well. in 2017. actually it was Really okay. I mean, I made the B-man most of the times. So at that time is okay for me. Uh yeah, but those were the times where I think it sort of started to slow down in like at the end of 2019, 2020. Sort of that's where I think Red RC started to pull out, or I don't I don't know if they had pulled out at that point already. Uh they stopped covering races. So and then at some races I remember Scotty not being there. So that was also a thing because Scotty, really, when you go to an event like this, like he's really the heart and soul of the event, really. Like Reinhardt do a great job and the people they have around there who build the tracks. And uh, you, I think uh, Gerd uh, Strenger, uh, Jorn's old mechanic, used to uh, build the tracks for a long time. Uh, like these guys already all had it very well together. Uh, but yeah, Scotty was definitely the guy sort of who like when you went to an EOS or ETS, you mm. knew like Scotty was going to be there. So and also, I think Red RC too. Like like uh, Ricardo Acquaro used to do all of the races pretty much as a photo- photographer. And uh, yeah, that those were sort of the things you remember from these races. That sort of died down a bit. Uh, I hope Scotty gets back. He definitely would wants to get back. Just needs to be able to travel. Um, uh, but yeah, they I think I think I maybe maybe it's just that it's like. Trying to survive from COVID, trying to get stuff rolling again, but the sort of hype that this series had when I used to run it and a few mm. years after it as well, that has sort of died down, even prior to COVID, but definitely after COVID.
0: Yeah, it seemed to be missing Scotty. Uh, to I, I, if you look at Pat and Red RC, by the way, did a, a banging job of covering this race. Um, and I will give the, the people that covered it. Uh, I think they did it themselves this this year. For the race well, this was yeah, well, Raceway 1 did it, but I think EOS
1: had their own yeah, video as well. they have well. now, they're d- trying to do their own brand, sort of the mm-hmm. ERA racing series. So they do it for, they do it for touring, they do, do it for, for ENS, they do it for um, off-road. Uh, so they, they're doing an okay job, but they sort of lack the sort of personality behind it who who makes it cool, sort mm-hmm. of, because they I don't know who does it. Uh, the co- The coverage is decent, but it's not that iron out as red RC used to do it which is something that made it super cool back then
0: yeah I, well i just we, i had coverage on my list it i liked it i mean it had written recaps every day with video links and all that type of stuff which i thought was cool which i thought was great but it i it just yeah like that flair wasn't there but i think they'll get it like honestly like you need that you need scotty up there like you're making i watched that race and i watched that hit that you know, the the block that Mitchell Widmeyer put on Orlovsky and I was just like, eh, like, you know, it was exciting, but it wasn't, you know. It was like for me, if, yeah. if I had to hear a German announcer, that's exactly what I would expect from a German announcer. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um so I it was very like cut and straight forth and but I did enjoy it and I'm glad we did have coverage. Uh obviously, um being as this was the last race of this series for 2020 it kind of didn't it was the series was already kind of the,
1: uh you know i, I believe macau wanted the whole overall thing uh i'm not sure went drive and michael won four drive
0: no no i mean like the overall series
1: yeah
0: oh okay so you're in one four-wheel drive and okay drive. so yeah. it this last race didn't have the firepower that it usually had sorry max i'm, I'm you know you know things go in one they they bounce around and then they come out this way actually all that
1: way. the same guys but the kids were just super strong that's why i'm super pumped about this but there was no Coelho, because,
0: there was no buyer there was no okay um, okay yeah Coelho was, was, missing, no, but he was like, missing
1: from a lot of the previous round as well he didn't do yeah. the last round before this either okay. uh i think the x-ray guys sort of do this they have done it that often as well like uh i don't know if it's internal politics but there definitely has been some beef between the e- e- e euro off-road series and x-ray mm-hmm. in the past really oh for sure no well, that's their nitro
0: touring <laughs> car thing too they didn't yeah. yeah
1: that yeah that's i think that's sort of what started it uh but so that's one thing where they have done it previously where if it's not a world's year or something they just don't race it at all uh i think mm. maybe maybe they're focusing on eight scale and touring for now Mm-hmm. Uh, that's why Coilho and uh, Bayer, none of these guys were there. But they were still two X-ray guys. In they're,
0: the in drive. they're in America. They're in America Snowbirds this week. I believe Bayer's there, yeah. The whole X-ray team is there. That's They were all in St. Louis last week. That's what, We talked okay. about it on Friday. Uh, so the, they're all over there for the touring. They got their new car, see, the X4. And mm-hmm. it's, it's Touring Car Worlds this year. So I think their focus is there. And obviously on eight scale. So if you guys want to know more about that, listen to the previous episode, episode 165. <clears throat> but it, it you know, you want to see Coelho at these races and you want to see Martin Bayer? didn't want Lanka used to do really well at these races back in the day too?:
1: Yeah, he used to, but nowadays he's getting back to it. He's actually driving a Kyosho. show. He really you'd be surprised, but I La's good. Dude. I, like he I wouldn't be surprised to see him at the ER's main. like I wouldn't be surprised. I wouldn't be surprised either. He's, he's a little bit not all
0: there, but he's, he's a good dude. Like, you know what I mean?
1: Yeah, uh, I like him. But uh, I'm
0: glad to see him racing. I think he kind of after the x-ray thing and then he was like the top dog at S-Works and then everybody came in at S-Works and he got moved all the way on. He's like, what can I do? Got out of RC in his back. But uh, speaking of S-Works, uh, Mitchell Widemeyer, um, outstanding performance in two wheel drive with the S-Works car uh is this like his home track or something i just have to ask or is he just that good in ten scale that we didn't know
1: no these tracks are uh purpose-built they the, this right. track is not like permanent track so no right but he's okay
0: i thought they might race there other than oh no, no, no i okay. think
1: it's the only yeah. event they have
0: all right uh i was telling tony because he wasn't he didn't know who micha was so micha actually uh is a young driver he's probably older now but he was like 17 when he did rcgp in 2019 he oh, went no, to Philippines. I think he's
1: my age so he's probably like 21 now. 20 yeah. or 21 now. Yeah. But he's been he's been sort of uh how would I say like he's a guy who showed very good pace at times especially in 10 scale. 8 scale he has been okay. Uh he's been okay. like 8 scale he, it's it's hard to say because I have seen him be very fast but he definitely hasn't got the same results he's got in 10 scale. Because in ten scale he's just sometimes being like crazy fast, just like this. Like where at EOS he's been sort of having a very good run, like, almost like on the in the top five sort of beforehand. He's never had anything like this because like never been even close to like winning or even podium. I think, but he's been up there, and I think now Germany's like doing a lot in terms of like ten scale. They have a lot of indoor track, so he definitely practices a lot, and he focuses a lot on ten scale as well. So. So for sure, uh, this was a very sort of good result for him, but not, I'm, I'm not like crazy surprised about this because he has been fast beforehand. And I, I don't know like realistically if he's a more of an eight scale or 10 scale driver, but I personally have seen him do much better in 10 scale before. Okay. So we got the streaming on the background.
0: This is two wheel drive leg two. This is when we had some kerfuffle Near the end of the race between orlowski and um and and meet your uh I, I have to say though I, I i've seen some some badass carpet oh by the way this is uh this is not this this content does not belong to me that you can go to eo uh, the euro rc series and you can look up all this stuff on their youtube channel uh i have to admit i've seen some badass carpet tracks this year and this this isn't one of them i'm sorry i'd have to say it's kind of flat it you know after seeing the florida rc championships sorry florida carpet championships and some of the other eos races, you know just seeing these awesome tracks i i think this is kind of kind of flat for me i mean it's it's rough though because this is one of the conversations we are having i can see where it's rough from i think we we assumed that the carpet wasn't rolled out or wasn't laid out flat enough uh what are you guys thoughts on this track um kind of kind of flat nothing too Fancy like we've seen previously. You go ahead, Tony. You, you, you like carpet a lot.
2: <laughs> <laughs> um, this is basically the same layout that they ran the last time they raced here. I think okay. the jumps, there might have been a double right there off the straight, but I think it's the same, pretty much the same layout. Um, I was pretty curious to see how those foam pieces turned out. Um, I watched the walk around before the race started with the raceway one. And they were talking about, they thought they were going to be super grippy and they ended up being really slick. So I'm not sure what those.
0: Is this one, what phone pieces are we talking about? So on
2: the right here in this, in, okay. You can pause it right here. Oh,
0: hold on. That's a little bit too much coordination for me. <laughs> Let me know how to pause it again. So, so That going. corner
1: after the straightaway, the uh not the first corner after shadow, but the second one so that pause one has it. foam pause it. and right okay here,
2: yeah yeah so the jump in the back that little double that's <laughs> lined with the foam and then this this horseshoe right here uh in the shape of the U there that's that's got the foam on it too mm. so you go from carpet to like a lip there's a little there's a little lip Mm -hmm. to the the foam so the cars you can see it and they kind of go you could see it with the four-wheel drive even more uh so then you'll see it it's the darker spots around the track there's some more right Right here here. yeah yeah Yeah. and uh i don't know why they did that i don't know if they're just trying it or just wanted to mix it up a little bit um but i think me myself if you're running carpet just run carpet everything carpet so that then the car's consistent the tracks consistent mm-hmm. um not sure why you'd want to make carpet slippery but yeah that was a little different but yeah it's the same dawn they race there all the time and all, over the years uh it's always interesting to see how they set it up because it is a strange shape of a of a track yeah, apparently. it is like it
0: goes out the backer into that little uh section out there and it, yeah you know yeah it is it is different max yeah. your thoughts on this track i think we're coming up to the because these two oh man these two battled it out this entire main till till they had the the connect the, the where they hit each other which i think yeah. is. 50, oh there it is there it oh. is hold on let's go back there okay. hold on let's rewind
2: what did you call it a kerbubble? a
0: kerfuffle a kerfuffle, yeah, a kerfuffle. <laughs> is that a real word I think so you, yeah I don't you, know I just use say that
2: it. you use that in the Dominican Republic a lot
0: <laughs> it, it I believe it's a new so here we go we can see this a little closer let me see
1: yeah Michael's this, trying to get in there yeah yeah, yeah. What's, it, like what's this is what happens on, on this? carpet this is what happens on carpet always like you just like that's why I dislike carpet a lot because it's so hard to raise unless the track is huge like it has to be super wide if it isn't it's like super hard to actually race against someone else uh and especially like what tony said about the phones like if you do a carpet track Mm -hmm. make it make the grip at least consistent because like here you can see when they go out here misha goes a bit wide and michelle shoots for the inside here yeah. Obviously, Misha closes the door here but because it's like high grip. Everything happens so fast. Like probably Misha didn't even try to do what he did here. Like he just tried to sort of keep him tight. But it like just everything happens so quick that well, you, you really can't do much.
2: You can see as soon as they hit the foam, the yeah. cars, where's my, yeah. the cars yeah. slipped out. There's, you can yeah. see it.
0: I That's what I was thinking because that's right mm-hmm. on the firm. So as they were turning and got on that firm, it just, Went in like that. The car
2: just lost everything, yeah. I think if they were on carpet right there, they would have been just fine. Michael can run an inch off of you and not crash you, you know? They did have a little
0: comment, too. Just before that whole lap, they had some comment. They had a little clash at the end of the straightaway. It looked like Orlowski wasn't too happy when he walked off the the driver's stand. I guess he felt that Maybe that should have been given to him. But I, I think that's 50-50, to be honest. I think
2: he was just disappointed. I don't think he yeah. was mad at anyone. I think he was yeah. just disappointed. You know, I mean, you're racing, you want to win. So, yeah. yeah.
0: Probably yeah, wanted to, I, I want He didn't want to do the third leg. I get it. You want to win this in two legs and um and finish it but great performance by me i really like his paint job by the way i really dig
1: his paint he's job. got a new one now he, oh, he didn't yeah? he used to have one of like a few of the most hideous paint jobs ever but mm-hmm. he's he's got a, a lot better now he used to run like like freehand painted bodies and stuff uh, so what does this yeah, say about the s
0: works like, car what's what's going on with this X works tuba drive? is is s works now a contender in the 10 scale world carpet wise
2: yeah obviously it is yeah mm-hmm. i mean you can argue that you know Mikhail's is one of the best so if you go out and and beat one of the best you're you're on the map for sure
0: yeah i would think they would focus on this with with carpet and astroturf becoming more popular in america as well uh and wanting to get their 10 scale brand out there as well so i mean it's just it's just inevitable that we're going to be running carpet you know what i mean especially in america dark i, I believe the dark clay tracks will be not gone completely, but just like you know, a diamond you find it'll once be, in a while. Yeah,
2: it'll be a rarity for sure. Yeah, uh, and maybe wind. we, maybe eventually we go to traveling tracks like like Europe too. Maybe yeah. you know the economy in RC won't support these tracks at some point. I hope not, but that's a possibility. You know.
1: Yeah, that's one thing I've always like being so weirded out about american 10 scale racing because in the east coast 8 scale is like it is like set up at these specific arenas like 10 scale in america i have never seen a 10 scale race held like in europe because for us this is normal like even in mm-hmm. finland most of the biggest races are, are at least used to be held like this like these days a lot of the tracks are just held at the permanent ones but when 10 scale was huge in finland it would just be one weekend you just rent out uh at, um like a gym uh, like a big gym and just build a track there because you could get a huge track here and uh like building a track like this is kind of easy it's like a few hours of work if you have a lot of people uh the driver yeah. stand is the biggest issue but most of the time that's easily sorted out uh so yeah i for sure in america this would be something because like being honest one of the coolest tracks i ever saw on carpet was that florida Carpet championships mm-hmm. tracks mm-hmm. because in Europe I I never really like the way we do jumps or well okay there are sections in Europe who do it pretty well uh, the more south you go generally they do it better outdoors but especially Germany and like the central parts of Europe they do jumps that jump very high up but not much forward so when you're doing like high speed racing on carpet and you still do those same kind of jumps. Uh, it like it kills the speed of, of the track. It like it unsettles the car a lot, and you have a lot of these moments where it's really hard to race against another guy. Uh, and I think that's one of the things I always disliked about the tracks at Eos. There were some events where the track was really nice, uh, but oftentimes they had sort of these jumps with so jump high up and then really sharp landings, uh, and that's something I always like sort of liked about American carpet tracks that they do the jumps properly. I think generally some of the American tracks have weird features, like some of the corner tabletops are a bit weird. But I think the layout at the Florida Carpet Nationals look, or Carpet Championships looked very nice. Uh, tracks like that should be sort of the norm for carpet racing, in my opinion. Yeah,
0: I would I would agree. If you make them hard, because you got traction, you know what I mean. You got the traction yeah, there. Yeah,
1: but make it so that you can keep the speed up. But mm-hmm. it like because here it's like like what make this track hard was that there was these foam pieces, which killed the grip. The jumps were really upsetting. A lot of the jumps were just straight to flat. So all of the things that make it hard just kill the sort of flow of the track. Mm-hmm. So you can make mm-hmm. a track hard so that instead of killing the flow, it keeps the flow up. But if you mess the s- specific spot up, you just lose time. So that's something I, I think, especially in central Europe, A lot of these tracks get wrong, uh, and don't get me wrong. A lot of people probably like tracks like this better, but for me, I really like a track that flows well. And I think that's one thing that could be definitely made improved. Uh, and that's one thing I really sort of, when I was looking at this track, I was like, okay, like all, almost all of the jumps are a bit lame. And a lot of the sections of the tracks just kill the flow completely.
0: Yeah, I, I, I didn't like it. Uh, that's it just looked too flat like this looks like something that no offense we would put together at Silverstone on a Tuesday night you know what I mean in 30 minutes literally when I was in England we'd build a track like this in 30 minutes and a driver stand well an hour you know a track like this and a driver stand in an hour um but I get it you know it's also that word shape so maybe that plays into it as well um all right so we have four-wheel drive uh Arlowski dominated this
1: uh i believe am i correct i hope yeah, so yeah because <laughs> it looked like he did i, I watched he, this morning he tq'd all of the rounds except for one which you tq'd the last round so yeah and by the way from tool drive i, I still want to shout out like oh, like back yeah, he's he's like first i think he i think he's made the main once but finished ninth or tenth. He finished mm-hmm. fourth in tool drive, his best result ever in 10 scale. Also, Clement Boda, a uh, really young driver from France. Uh one on a new S Works car. Yeah, yeah, just switched to works Uh one also shout out to Elias Johansson. He's running a sh- mm-hmm. serpent, finished eighth in tool drive. I did Elias see. That. Johansson. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, all of these guys, really great results. Uh so, yeah. And just
0: for people to know that these are fast young guys coming up in in the carpet world in Europe. Peko is like a a, a European champion in in fifth scale. He's yeah. Pecco is just an all round good driver. Like you know what I mean? I'm yeah. not just saying that because he's your boy. I just know that he's fast. Like you know? So, yeah, you
1: should you should see how he drives because it's insane how much input he gives to the cars. Because when you look at for example Yona drive, you can see that the talent he has where he just sort of the car goes wherever he wants it to go even though the car doesn't look that great uh but Pecco, like he you can see that he makes the car go where he, where he wants it to go and that's that's amazing to look at and when he does it well it looks like this like great results and and that being said uh finished third in full drive
0: mm-hmm. all right so we got four wheel drive main one leg two uh there's all the, well. I, I did say that the two-wheel drive cars look faster, but in this race, the four-wheel drive car. Ooh, ooh, that was a good pass by the young Polish guy. Yeah. Um. That was a good pass, but Orlowski got it back. This this kid, this I guess he's a young Polish guy. He's got he's got some skills. Yeah, he's,
1: Yeah, he's uh, he's like an up and comer from Poland. He's been pretty fast in Poland for a couple of years now. Uh, he sort of never had this speed before COVID hit so internationally he hasn't had that many good results, but he's consistently in on the pace with Orlowski like a tenth or two back in Poland. And uh Pavel, who has been on the podcast as well, uh like he he hypes this kid up a lot. And mm-hmm. yeah, for sure, like <laughs> for a reason. Yeah, he's good. He uh well he qualified
0: second and um we have some veterans in there. Well we had uh Lee Martin in the two wheel drive man, still making those mains uh Paul crompton and your Newman. Your Newman's probably like the you know wow like he can still get it done. We talk about him like he's so old. he's probably only like 28. You know what I mean? He's just been <laughs> around he's for over so 30, long. But I yeah. think he's
1: over 30 but he's he's still very good uh for sure.
0: Yeah. So uh any take Whoa! I think that was the uh the the Polish kid that flew off the track right there or was it Lee Martin one of the two? Uh, uh yeah, I don't know great i mean okay so anything you want to talk about full drive let's bring up some results here. what's going on with uh yuna like is he uh you know is he taking rc seriously what's up with him like he's like the he best drive in finland right he finished second
1: i mean yeah i know right. but i
0: mean are we going to see him traveling more or, oh or, yeah you
1: know? i don't really know like i think he has a pretty good deal with ae i'm pretty mm. sure he has a travel budget at this stage uh not sure if the specifics under COVID and all that but he definitely is interested in driving these races and he's being like they went to a race with Pekko in poland he's here he'll definitely do all the eos races uh not sure if he's that interested in eight scale he seems to struggle a lot abroad it's crazy where in finland he could like he can he can be like a bit off pace in the morning then when the main start just take off and win by a lap or something crazy but then abroad it's like i can most of the time beat him or at least match him same with joseph so i don't know if it's just that the tracks are so different the finish tracks are lower grip and stuff like that uh but he's definitely a guy who is crazy talented so i'd like to see him do more eight scale because clearly like in, in 10 scale he was the um uh, well tiki of practice at the worlds in dual drive uh he made the main main and reader race he has one one bunch of heats he l- really likes that race as well so if that is ever again on he'll definitely be there uh so yeah he's definitely into rc but i think COVID sort of and not traveling made him a bit less interested
0: mm-hmm Mm -hmm. i understand that tony
1: any any anything you notice from this four-wheel drive main
0: that you wanted to talk about i mean arlowski pretty much just punished them all it looks like
2: yeah the first the first main was a blowout um second one was a little bit closer but he still won. that it just uh these cars uh on reacted on those foam pads even more especially right here in that little u-turn that's on the mm-hmm. screen right now coming towards us that yeah. that lip like because <laughs> we would run the four wheel as low as 11 millimeters sometimes so and it's got a big bumper on it so you throw that into that foam pad and I can you can see the cars just get a little upset I think that's why they're hitting it at an angle. Mm-hmm. where the two wheel they're driving straight into that corner they're they're opening it up with the four wheel but
0: yeah it seems um, like to be hugging that inside line just too, much tighter with the four wheel than they did with the two wheel drive
2: well and they start the turn they start the turn sooner though mm-hmm. so that they're hitting that foam at an angle um i think that might be because of when it hits it but uh yeah it's pretty standard um like Max was saying earlier, with the jumps to flat, uh, I I hate jumps to flat, especially with four wheel because you run the car so low.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: It's just I don't understand why there would be any jump to flat anymore. Just build a double, you know. Lots of downside, lots of speed down the downside. The car flows better, so.
1: Yeah, uh, yeah Max, like, look at do that. you have three, results overall? Three finish flags, dude. Oh, oh in Finland, here we go, the in most, Finland. Look at this, like the most represented countries are Finland, Poland, and uh, well, UK yeah. is there too. Yeah, so Germany and uh, UK are there too, but Finland and Poland with uh, three from Finland and two from Poland. Shout out, by the way, to Jamil and He's the younger driver, I think. Uh, pretty sure he's like 17, 16, 16 probably at most. But yeah, he's a very talented young driver as well. Same area as Yona, actually. So these guys have practiced together a lot. Uh, yeah.
0: Think. And this young guy, Ben Muhammad, I heard he's really young too. Like, what's yeah. You yeah.
1: He's a French uh, french driver running X-ray. Uh, so definitely really nice to see. Like uh, zalevsky Ben Muhammad, Yamiel. Uh, pekko and Yona are obviously a bit older, but for pekko this is <clears throat> like his first results at that very, very high level. So very nice to see sort of like this is sort of like the new wave of drivers coming from Europe because we talk a lot about American drivers especially like in scale like there is like um Aiden uh Aiden Horn or Yeah you got Aiden Horns you got Aiden Horn you yeah. got Born a Crime
0: Tom, you got all them guys
1: Tom and
0: R- Tom from R1 <laughs> That's his I can't say his last name so we just call him Tom <laughs> okay. from R1 um, <laughs> Yeah but like these Drayton guys all these young guys. guys
1: these guys get a lot of like press because like a lot of them are J Concept drivers and like on on social media these guys are hyped up and they're definitely good but like at europe like these kids are very very young like the places these guys practice like Yona doesn't even like his closest track is like almost an hour away i don't know if, if he has even practiced before this race like these guys don't get a lot of sort of uh they don't get a lot of practice. They don't get sort of a lot of opportunity to show their level. Mm-hmm. And like when they have, when they go to this race, they just have to drive and be good. And like, that's, that's something that's really cool to see that like they can perform at this level. Like even Jonah, like battling with, uh, Michal and he practices like every single day. <laughs> like he practiced like crazy and seeing like, seeing like, and also like, uh, uh Zalewski, and these guys being sort of matching the pace, mm-hmm. that shows me that there's, there is actually a lot of promise in 10 scale in Europe, because I did uh, actually counted like the worlds. Uh, so Coilho is the only European driver to win the worlds in the last 10 years, I believe, in 10 scale. Mm. So really? all of the other world championships have gone to uh, an American or, yeah, an American because Tesman hasn't won any. So, yeah. Yeah, no Asians. Nyato hasn't won any. No, not in Girl. He finished okay. uh, second at least once. But yeah, so Rivkin has won twice. Mayfield's <clears throat> won twice. Cavaliers won. No, my question is twice. Hartson. My and question Digo's is so,
0: what yeah. happens when guys like Rana Falk and and well, we saw Boots was there. Boots, I thought he was gonna make the mains. He didn't make the mains. I was shocked. He was doing good in practice.
1: Yeah, the thing with Boots is the way he drives just like just doesn't work. Like two punches yeah, and the, the, he when he goes into a corner the car always slides and he like if you look mm-hmm. at him driving a scale car he goes in the corner super fast then flips the car around and full throttle out of the corner so that's can't something that you carpet. yeah you just can't do that
0: <laughs> but what about when these guys like ongaro uh Coelho, uh Ronifope, who's good on carpet he has a carpet track at home. Do are we gonna see these are we just going to see like the Lee Martins and and Paul Cromptons out? Maybe the Yor Newmans and these? Do you think that these young guys can go after these veteran guys? These eight scale guys coming over to that turf?
1: Yeah, that's the thing because it's it's so hard to say because I think ten scale is a lot more up to sort of like the specific race, whereas eight scale I can see like no matter what race you go to, it's Ongaro, uh, Ronafog, then Canas, Battier. Uh, then maybe a few surprises here and there in like just about in the top five. Mm-hmm. But at 10-scale race, it can be like like Lee Martin finishes seventh in pole drive or like like it it can be sort of like that there isn't sort of like a specific spot for these guys anymore. Where it used to be, even in 10 Europe, we used to be Michael, Lee Martin, Jorn Neumann, Coelho uh, Bayer, Volanka uh, at some mm-hmm. points as well. That that was like at every single race, those guys were in the top five in some order. Uh, Joanne obviously had a few showings already then, but right. I think I think like that is something that the European ten scale has been suffering from is the inconsistency, uh, and that's something that sort of the pushes the level a bit down because they don't have the consistent racing against each other. Like Americans do have, uh, in fact, like probably less now than what they'd had before but yeah i hard to say if if where uh like ungaro and ronafalk would like stack up because clearly every time ungaro shows up he's fighting for the win it's crazy like tool drive he won the euros uh almost won the worlds so yeah clearly when he shows up he's there ronafalk same thing he's won in france he went both uh tool drive full drive so it's like hard to say like carpet obviously benefits a lot for drivers like Michael and uh and um probably Jonah to some extent as well uh but yeah hard to like eight scale guys definitely do better on dirt but really hard to sort of say what the level would be because it's very event specific.
0: Well speaking of boots he just missed it he was in 11th and uh Elias Johansson just missed it too. So uh in four wheel drive. So we had uh, Orlowski Orlovsky Ivanen Ivanin this is four wheel drive right Zalawaski, Norm Newman, Lee Martin, Wedemeyer, Paul Crompton, Jamil, yeah buddy, Gaberson, that's
1: (laughs) Jamil Gabrielson.
0: Yeah, I would say Jamil, that's a reggae artist named Jamil, and uh, Ben Mohamed Noha. So, I think, and that's a lot of young guys there, if you really look at it, like Orlowski is probably the the oldest young guy out of all of them. So, yeah, Yeah. good stuff, good to see. I think, I I just think as we see carpet becoming more popular, this is just going to be the norm. Like I I think we're just gonna see worlds and and everything on carpet from now on. Did they have a control tire?
2: Always they always do.
1: Yeah, yeah. Okay.
0: Uh good. Do does anybody know what it is?
1: <laughs> yeah, so yeah. they have shoe marker cactus up in the rear, and in the front in tool drive they have the staggers, the cut staggers, uh, the slim ones, and uh oh. in full drive they have the fusion, so the stagger sort of uh outer uh thread and then the the center thread is the cactus three also uh this is the one
0: race that we have a a pro stock a pro spec mod class or stock class as is as not <laughs> as it formerly was known and we have tr- like what up max i thought europeans didn't like truck but they run truck trucker even though it's small uh so i did have a question for my buddy jimmy Deprez. uh who, he asked specifically for this he says, I see in stock in the stock class they run in 10.5 in four wheel drive and 13.5 and two wheel drive, does this cut down on the the prospect mod or stock lifestyle that we see in America with everything has to be lightweight, slipper, slipper clutch eliminators, all that type of stuff. Does having uh, faster motors kind of eliminate all that stuff at this type of at this type of level? I don't do they run stock on a read on a national level?
1: Like is this a normal no. class or is it just for EOS? So yeah, I don't I think it's I don't know if it's Scotty but this, these races have like when they started they were like 100% like european format everything right, right right the only thing that made it american was like Scotty because he was very lenient on like on the schedule which I actually preferred like if someone broke he would like wait for these guys a bit uh like the starts the start procedures all that he made it much more fluid and like I really like that since then, they have sort of moved a bit towards the American style of races where they first introduced truck class. Then, ta- then they introduced uh, a stock class for truck. And now they have stock class for all of them. So now they have six classes in, uh, in all. I, I'd say I dislike having that many classes because I liked it when you went to this race, tool drive, full drive. That was it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that being said, 13.50 tool drive 100 times better than 17.5 no lightweight cars probably someone has them but that's not needed uh you you just run you have enough power to make all the jumps you have enough power to do to do good but you don't have to have the crazy amount so Mm -hmm. i think this is the perfect way to do stock and that's my sort of take on it and i think i've said this in a previous (coughs) podcast but i'd like to see a mod class with limited sort of like blinky like 6.5 or something like that yeah you said because this last I think, week, I, think. Yeah, I think i think that would be cool to see like probably not going to be the norm but i i'd like to see what happens when these pro bro guys don't have like so much power where they actually have to they have to somewhat use it still uh and uh yeah i think that would be interesting how about you tony what's your thoughts on this um
2: yeah, I think it's just a little twist on the American spec racing, basically. You know, a little bit more power. Um, I think their minimum weight's actually lower than America. I think it's what fourteen fifty on two wheel, and fourteen seventy, or we're fourteen seventy four. So it's it's you could actually go a little bit lighter in in Europe, but um, I don't know it. it it's another spec racing class you know similar to ours mm-hmm. just a, just different you know i don't think it's too big of a deal but um the truck thing's kind of funny and, you know i don't know why they run trucks over there
0: <laughs> yeah i've never well i did see some in england but not many yeah um, it's very
2: small yeah
0: i guess they just i guess they just they have to make some money too i i don't know maybe maybe the the lower term motors more power you know kind <clears> of <throat> maybe eliminates um i don't know just you know all the money that goes into making your car lighter and smaller or maybe these guys just don't even really worry about that too much over here because they don't really race it on a regional basis or you know a national basis yeah
1: well, I, don't, I, know. I, I don't know
0: go ahead go ahead Tony. Tony.
2: i know like has ran those spec classes in the past mm-hmm. And he runs the carbon fiber chassis uh, Cougar. Okay. So, and I think he runs like a 4,000 milliamps. So his car is probably 1480, right. you know, it, it's right at, right there, you know, at mm-hmm. the minimum somewhere. Um, so, I mean, you can make any car super light now. It, it doesn't even really take that much money anymore, you know. So, but uh, I think it's more for the casual racers those classes not for the the up-and-comers and 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 the fast kids and the established i think it's more for the hobbyist guys you know right
0: which was supposed to be at first
1: yeah you know
0: but uh this prospect mod max though that's what it's called in america now which our mission is to change the name from stock to prospect mod
1: yeah (laughs) that's That's like the one thing the one thing i sort of dislike about having stock in europe because there is kind of like w- when it goes on for long enough and someone starts to make it like cool because this is what happened at ets with pro stock because pro stock used to be like a class where like the regular the club racers the guys who just wanted to go to a big race and have drive on a cool track like that the pro stock used to be a class for those guys but then like bit by bit these big teams like uh, yokomo x-ray those were the biggest at that time <clears throat> they started to actually like pretty much pay guys to run pro stock. There was a long time where there were drivers. I know for a fact that run x-ray that weren't allowed to run mod, uh, because they wanted to have that sort of, uh, like they wanted to have the appearance that they were really good, uh, car as a stock, uh, pro stock car. But the, the, it's actually called pro stock. So I'm not saying that for just for the laughs, mm-hmm. but it's actually called pro stock in touring. Uh, so yeah, those was guys, guys from x-ray who, like they like the contract said you have to run Pro Stock at ETS because you couldn't run both because there were too many entries at that time. So that's something that would probably eventually happen to offer it as well if it catches on. So that's why I don't really like these efforts to start out with. Uh, but I think it's better to have a 13.5 and a 17.5, uh, because then you sort of eliminate that like because you still have a lot of power like 35 is Mm. enough but it's not like you don't have too much of it which is oftentimes the issue in mod kind of eliminates that cheater motor thing a little bit yeah that too
0: yeah I would say so if they're if they're cheater motor quote-unquote quote-unquote all right um so we'll wrap this up real quick will we see an EOS this year Uh, I know Slovakia Supposed to have uh, opener, but that got cancelled due to uh, sorry X Ray Hootie Arena that got cancelled due to COVID. Uh, we know we have ETS. Is that the new season of ETS starting this week? Next this week? Next
1: week? So ETS, they, I think they they have had a few rounds already. So, okay. So this is round five of season fourteen because ETS they have a lot of rounds. I think they mm. have. I'm trying to look look Uh, at car seems to be
0: a lot more popular in Europe anyway than it does in America
1: oh yeah compared to America, touring car is crazy popular in Europe but still I'd say off-road is a bit more popular than touring cars but the Mm -hmm. ETS the series has been going on since I don't know how long it's way over 10 years I think what does it say here season 14 So so that's 14
0: years. uh, Yeah, so it's
1: been going on for a long time. And at at like at the peak of it, they had like 400. I think that four hundred sixty entries and you could run one class only. I think maybe you could run one class plus F1. But that was easily over 200. That's amazing. Yeah,
0: that's a lot of people. That's that's like actual participants. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Not entries. Yeah. All right, (laughs) well cool so that would be um, a great job to the people i guess they'll have all of that on the RC series and race maybe raceway one will be there as well for coverage um we have montpellier coming up soon too max i think but we won't have any coverage of that unfortunately yeah Um,
1: i've tried to contact people from france but it seems like there won't be any live coverage which sucks (laughs) but but, yeah we'll try to see what what, what yeah we'll
0: see what we can do yeah there'll Uh, be videos
1: afterwards they upload very quickly usually so Shouldn't be too much well, of a hassle
0: carpet is the future man I'm sorry like i know you don't like it max but carpet is the future of, of the hobby like you know tony and i have talked about if, this and
1: if it and, was like the florida carpet championships i'm a fan but if it's like what well, this was sorry okay. i'm sorry guys <laughs>
0: this wasn't the best race if, like example yeah. of a carpet race but i wouldn't i would love to have that to race on right now because i don't have anything you know what i mean so yeah, yeah, yeah and i would love to have something like that to race on and and i think that's what we're going to just see here in the future is just people using school halls using school gyms and just like what they've been doing in europe all this time it's just the easiest way most most economic way and form clubs and get people in this is what we want to get people into racing and this is a this is the gateway drug in my opinion so good stuff i think that's it for us today guys we went over our hour as usual but uh you know we got talking and that's how it goes um I just want to say thank you to tony for his time for coming on and being a part of this remember go check him out at clinic rc check out all his cool products he's got uh especially that oilless air filter system that he's got and i'm sure he's got a lot of other things in the mix uh coming out He's uh you know he's, he's a macgyver like that he's getting in there and, and making new things i look forward to seeing you and your and vicky at dnc can't wait for that Max, yeah. thank you for your time i appreciate it i know you the math and all that stuff's got you scrambled <laughs> um but that's fine we'll be back for t- you'll be back this week to answer some questions for us um as well uh shout out and say thank you to all of the nnrc squad around the world we got we can't do it without you guys we greatly appreciate all your support um shout out to the patrons of the podcast we can't do it without you guys as well if you wish to be a patron you can find a link in the written description of this podcast um, i also put the link from all the videos of uh, euro series and whatnot in this. In the written description, so you could go check out all the qualifying and whatnot. Uh yeah, shout out to all the awesome sponsors, man. Invisible speed, high-tech RC, TNR Fuels, Beach RC, Techno RC, uh lugs Racing Tires, JQSM, uh, Mayako, G Spec RC tuning, Papa Willis, Traction Tonic, Racecraft USA, Clinic RC, RCGP, House of RC, JTP RC shout out to our cool our friends and our drivers the the viking the viking the spaniard the doctor and teeps we greatly appreciate you guys support tony got anything to say to the people before we go out before we leave her not Remember much that. see clinic RC's right there on his name on his hat check him out Up he's got early. a lot of products um small business and rc doing good things innovation innovative um he's become a good friend of mine i great. i appreciate his support of the podcast him and his wife very nice people. Maximus, anything to say to the people before you you jet out of her? Good buddy. Who is the
1: Spaniard? You always ah. started the Spaniard. Oh, I don't get, well, I'm not oh, in loop yeah. in this one. Is oh, this like so an inside part, thing? Yeah, well, eventually, you know, I'll really re-
0: re- reveal all that, but I'll reveal a little bit. He's going to be a part of the NNRC uh, Espanol podcast, and he's a world champion. Wow. Yeah. That's so, great.
1: So yeah. now I'm excited, dude. I don't know why you won't be able to understand it. <laughs> it'd be in Spanish. Maybe I'll learn Spanish, you know? You should. Uh, you like, should. I, I'll just listen to the podcast and then I'll be um I don't know how you said. habla. Don't listen Santiago. to my Spanish.
0: I speak <laughs> don't listen to me. I speak bad Spanish. I speak I speak Dominican street slang. <laughs> yeah, like, so people think I mean? I'm a
1: thug then, right? <laughs> <laughs> no, you
0: listen to you listen to the other guys. They speak proper Spanish. What I speak, what, what I try to speak as Spanish is, is definitely not what you want to learn. Um, <laughs> hey, thank you guys for your time. It's been fun. Um, thank you everybody for tuning in. Check out EOS. Check out Clinic RC. Check out Max's videos. He hasn't done any videos for a while. The math's got him. And um, hey, we will see you again this Friday. Everybody, you know, Lefty, Tony, Maxi nitrous to glory carpets paying the bills if you ain't grinding you're, you're sliding and oh i forgot to mention we're gonna have an all animal super bowl this year rams versus <laughs> Bengals. my bucks lost oh, yeah. and everybody was hurt yesterday so we're gonna all animal is it, is the bengal because t- bengal tigers right i believe they are tigers mm-hmm. yeah well yep, uh, right. tiger's gonna mess up a ram any day in real life but um that ram can jump up those cliffs he's pretty badass uh, when is the
1: super bowl i just 13th, follow motocross or supercross. 13th
0: till february yeah they get two weeks off oh yeah two
1: weeks off then they get back wow. but
0: uh yeah exciting times i was watching all my friends on facebook freaking out over it this weekend so uh congratulations to all those fans you know what we guys out have a good day short outro